You are listening to Sandcast Beach Volleyball with Triborn and Travis Mawarder, presented by Marriott Vacation Club Rentals, and brought to you by VolleyballMag.com. VolleyballMag.com is your daily digital news source for all things volleyball, from NCAA women and men to beach volleyball on all levels to international and more. VolleyballMag.com, the only media outlet that covers our sport on all fronts every day. This podcast is also brought to you by Marriott Vacation Club Rentals, which offers the best vacation accommodations and the world's best vacation destinations. Wherever you travel, Florida to Hawaii, Europe to California, choose to rest in our luxurious guest rooms, suites, or villas for your next getaway. Villas offer all of the comforts of home, including a full kitchen, living and dining area, and separate bedrooms. Stay with the Marriott name you know and trust. Book big spaces and great places today. Visit www.mvcrentals.com. Now, the reason that we are recording a special intro for this episode is as you, if you read VolleyballMag.com last night, uh, last night being a Tuesday, Trevor Crabb and Sean Rosenthal have officially split ways after one year, a very successful year domestically at least, where they finished second. They made four out of seven AVP finals, but that partnership is over as Rosenthal, according to Trevor Crabb, who will be our guest on the show today. As Rosenthal is retiring from international play, Trevor, who has international aspirations, obviously wanted to pick up a partner who would be willing to travel to, say, the next two events in Kish Island, Iran, and Fort Lauderdale, Florida, for the next two FIVBs. So he has picked up Skylar Del Sol in the meantime. So this interview will be kind of funny because some of the information and conversation in it will be a bit dated uh, as Trevor will be talking about his partnership with Rosenthal. So you can get a good laugh out of that, um, but still a lot of good insight from Trevor Crabb here on this episode. Uh, if you like us, hit us with a review on iTunes. We appreciate it and enjoy this episode of Sandcast. After a way too long hiatus, we are back in our Born on the Beach studios. <sighs> Try, Try has ended his United States tour yeah. <laughs> up and down from Hawaii to Tahoe to Oakland. San Diego, San Diego, uh, Palm Springs. You hit it all. Yeah, got it covered, everyone. Now we're back in Redondo Beach. This is home, and we have uh, Trevor Crab, who might have walked here. Right, you live pretty close by. Eight right? blocks away. Yeah, same street. <laughs> yeah. The long commute. He followed me. I was yeah. here first. <laughs> <laughs> the Carnegie crew. Carnegie Lane. If, if you're gonna move to Redondo Beach, you, you're gonna want to move to Carnegie Lane. Yeah, the best beach players live on Carnegie. So <laughs> if you wanna. Get better than move to Carnegie. That's your first skill. It's <laughs> your first if step. If you're moving out from the East Coast and you're trying to learn beach volleyball, move to Carnegie Lane and then figure it out. Yeah. There. So that's where I messed up. I moved to Costa Mesa. Yeah, yeah you're, so uh, you're way, way out. out. <laughs> first step would be to move <laughs> to the bubble air. and then to Carnegie Lane. Yeah. <laughs> and, well, I guess the first step, the first first step would be to start at Outrigger. Uh, good point. True. Back in Hawaii. The and Trevor, you just got back from Hawaii, right? Not too long ago. I did. Uh, about a couple weeks ago, I was there for six weeks. Nice little preseason start. Um, I go every every winter. I try to get back there for at least um, you know month month and a half, just to see the family and uh, you know obviously get some time on the Alger courts as well. Um, but yeah, it's good to be back here with you guys on the Sandcast. Thanks yeah. for having yeah. me. Yeah, for sure. Thanks for coming on and and jet lag too. So we snagged you the. What a couple hours after you got back yep. from the Netherlands? Yep, about uh, not, I've been here for maybe uh, less than twenty four hours back. So uh, you're just so excited to hop on the podcast. So excited, first yeah. <laughs> and for those of you who don't know what 
Outrigger is. We're probably going to be talking about it a lot on this because basically where Trevor was raised, um, Trevor and me, um, it's a beach club in Hawaii on the beach in Waikiki um, with three volleyball courts on the roof and pretty much any Hawaiian player, actually, yeah, like every Hawaiian player you've ever heard of coming to the mainland and playing professionally has come out of this beach club. Yep. And we all kind of learned how to play on these courts. There's two main or two regular size courts, and then one baby court, which is where the famous us baby boys. Court. Yeah, we kind of uh, we we ran that court for a few years there, yeah, and uh, <laughs> the next generation of Groms have taken over since. But uh, yeah. we love our baby court. But uh, yeah, it's right on the beach. It's a canoe paddling outrigger canoe club, but uh, it's known for its volleyball players and its canoe paddlers. Yep. And that's about it. And the crabs uh, are both Trevor's parents are honored members, like winged members of the club. So aren't yeah. yours too? No, they're not no. actually. No. They don't pull as much. <laughs> they don't pull as much rank. Uh, my mom and well, Trevor's your dad mom is the the um, the track. I mean the uh, triathlon guy. Triathlon. Yeah. And your mom's more of the paddler. Right. So my mom and Trevor's mom have paddled together since before we were born. They've like won world championships together in canoe paddling. So as you can see, we were just basically raised by this club. They would go paddle and just leave us at the club to do whatever. Yep. And uh, mischief and yeah. play volleyball. Just dominate the baby court. Yeah, yeah. along with Playing a few other shakes. along with a few other groms, including <laughs> yeah. the his little brother Taylor, the McKibbins, Spencer McLaughlin, Brad Lawson, yeah. the Shoji brothers, yeah. pretty much anyone that you've heard of from Hawaii. We've all kind of just that it's was our daycare. We get it's dropped a decorated off. Bunch. Yeah, we, we got raised by like all the the workers there. Like yeah. we know half, more than half the workers yeah. by name, and they've been there since we were kids. <laughs> like we'll go to the snack shop, and literally like Lisa's like she's still there, she's still <laughs> there, and she's like, oh, I remember when you couldn't even look over the counter. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, I remember that too. I'd jump yeah. up and climb up to get my food, and now we're like ducking our heads just to like be able to see into the snack bar. But anyway, yeah, that's the story for Outrigger. And before you guys, but there was. Wong, Kevin, Kevin the Wonger, Wong, and Stein, uh, Scott, Scott Wong, Kevin Wong, Stein, uh, Mike Lambert, Lee Legrand, Sean Scott, Sean Scott, um, Alika Williams, Alika, <laughs> my cousin. Yeah, those are uh, the the main main guys uh, for that past generation. And uh, yeah, I mean, like the they're old news though. Yeah, they're old news, <laughs> <laughs> especially you, Kev. You know, you're old. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but there so are, good. I mean, just like that, you know, not only was that, you know, gener- a lot of those guys from Outrigger, but they're also the top of the game at one point. Um, every single one of them pretty much, uh, you know, has at least won a couple of ABPs. And Stein, Kevin, both been to an Olympics. Uh, so Lambo and indoors. Lambo and indoors. Um, yeah. So it's pretty... Uh, prestigious kind of steps we're, we're following in, you know, uh, and now we're the next generation coming up and, uh, we take a lot of pride in it. Yeah, we <laughs> That's do. why Trevor runs <laughs> his mouth so much. He lets everyone know. Yeah. We, we all do, but, uh, Trevor puts it out there a little more for you guys to hear, which I, which I respect. <laughs> which is great. Yeah. I Thank loved you. it. Thank it made you. it more interesting. It makes Insta- sure. Instagram fascinating. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm getting on Instagram now. <laughs> Now your your path was a little bit different to the AVP though than the rest of 
the outrigger kids though in that you went to Puget Sound to play basketball. I did, yeah. And you were you weren't too huge into volleyball growing up, right? Uh, I was in just into beach really. Wasn't really too into the indoor side of things. Um the Reesane birthday party tournaments. Yeah, the baby court <laughs> Reesane are Trevor would play baby court and then go back to Go back home and play basketball. Yeah, (laughs) and he didn't want to play with us indoors for a few years until we dragged him out. The indoor was kind of forced upon me, I would say. So I didn't, I didn't really enjoy it as much as beach. Uh, I always knew I was going to be more of a beach player than indoor. And uh, I mean, after uh, after the basketball didn't work out, moved uh, down to Long Beach and did the indoor gig there. didn't you know have too much success uh, on the court and getting the amount of playing time I wanted, uh, but I was always playing beach in the you know the off days with some of the other beachy guys on our team. Ian Satterfield, um, one of the up and comers now on the AVP, he was my teammate at Long Beach, and we'd always play beach uh, you know on our off days together. So uh, yeah, it's been a it's been a it's been quite the journey, and now. Uh, Excited, really excited for these upcoming years. How was it? So you, it was in what Portland, right? Uh, it's Tacoma, just south of Seattle. Okay. Yeah. And so you you played one year one basketball, year. and yep. then and then decided to, to come back down to California. Yep. Yep. It wasn't in, it wasn't in the, the cars for me. Uh, <laughs> making the NBA or going pro overseas. Was we all be, said I told you so. Going to be tough, you know, being six five. Um, Going against all these huge guys, it's being from Hawaii. You know, you're like one of the bigger guys at six five, and you come to the mainland, <laughs> right. and it's like now you're you're a point guard pretty much. Yeah, just to put it in perspective for you, like we've had like four, probably four or five, like uh, player of the year basketball players uh, in Hawaii who are who went to uh, college to play volleyball. Like if you're the best. Basketball player in Hawaii, yeah. you should probably go play volleyball. volleyball let's, let's, for it. No one's it, ever made it. Let's put it this way: only one person from Hawaii has made the NBA playing basketball. It's a good one question. And yeah. Trevor's still bet Riley a hundred bucks that he would make the NBA. Yeah, <laughs> and there's still time. <laughs> coach, Coach Luke, I know you're listening. <laughs> Got to get that ten day contract, and it'll. And then you get a hundred bucks from Riley. Yeah. Wait, who's the one player though? Uh, he went to Punahou. Uh, I forget his name, but he... Uh, he made the NBA? Uh, he played on... Um, Derek Lowe was close. high school coach's team, um, but I don't know his name. Derek, Derek Lowe from Iolani was close. He had, I think, some you know, training he went, camp. He played pro in like, Australia. And he played yeah, overseas, but NBA is only, only one guy. Barack Obama played at Punahou yeah. basketball under... Chris McLaughlin, who was yep. who's the volleyball coach, yep. <laughs> who's my anyway. godfather, Spencer McLaughlin's he's father. He's your godfather. Yeah, yeah. See, Hawaii is yeah. a small island. Small. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone you walk around Oahu at Trevor's, oh yeah, that's my cousin, yeah. that's my <laughs> auntie. Like, uh, <laughs> all right, dude, I can't keep yeah. up. And now, so your this season has like semi sort of kind of started. So you went you went to the Hague. Um, we've already talked about that uh, two Mondays ago here on, on our recap. Um, and so now, what does the training look like for you from here on out? Because you guys weren't training a whole lot before no. the Hague. <laughs> so what does what does the preseason now begin to look like for you and Sean Rosenthal? Uh, so we, we got about a month, at least a month of full training before our next event. We're going to go to the three-star and uh, FIB three-star in Quiche Island. 
and then after that's the five star in Florida. Um, so it's kind of, and then after that there's a little break. So it's kind of another weird thing. Um, you know, you have a, two these next two events and then another little break. So it's it's interesting how the FIB schedules their tournaments around, um, but you just gotta go with the flow of it. It's like a sort of like a mini preseason, yeah. like a competitive preseason, right. and then you get back to training. And then, so after Fort Lauderdale, will your first tournament be? Will that be AVP in Huntington? No, in well, it'll be two weeks before that in China, so the end of April. So that's still like you know a month and a half until from the end of Florida to that China event. And then after that China event, the you know the AVP just kicks up right away, and you're playing you know every other weekend with some other FIVs in there. Uh, so yeah, that's when it really gets going. Have you and Rosie mapped out your season yet? Which ones you're trying to go to? Or are you taking it by ear, just depending on where the points yeah, begin uh, to fall? We're taking it by ear um, for sure. Uh, we're gonna try and do as much FIB as possible, and hopefully not skip too many AVPs. Especially now with the whole four of six finishes for FIB, you don't really need to be trying to go to every single one, um, as long as you can get some decent finishes in there. So hopefully, you know, the goal would be to get some good finishes at the kind of beginning, middle of the season so you don't really have to miss all those AVPs towards the end of the year. So if you, like, if you have a good finish, say you, you make the finals in a four-star, would you be then more likely to kind of skip out on a three-star to sort of protect that finals finish? Um, I mean, it just kind of depends where we line up in terms of the, you know, the ranking from... You know, I think we're like, I think now we just got past, so we're like the seventh team right now, <laughs> believe it or not. So we got to, you know, now we're working our way back up. So we kind of have to focus more on FIVB. But, uh, I mean, like I said, there's there's ton. Right now there's, I think it's like uh, around 12, four and five stars total maybe through the year for FIV, I want to say. Something around there. Around that. What, four, four majors. Four majors. Right? And just had one four star. Yeah, I think, I think there's maybe six five or six left. So, you know, it's a, it's, it's a long year and uh, can't really get caught up too much in that um, aspect. I think last year was a – last year we uh, had a good – pretty good AVP season and only we only played in a few FIVs just because they canceled – a lot of the tournaments that we were planning on playing. Um, so this year it could be a little different in terms of what we're doing, but it also depends on uh, my partner's motivation and, <laughs> <laughs> and how much he's got left in the tank. Hopefully I can just burn out every single uh, yeah. spark he's got Get left. the last of Rosie. Exactly. Ride him into the ground. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, we'll see. You're listening to Sandcast, Beach Volleyball with Triborn and Travis Mawerter, presented by Marriott Vacation Club Rentals and brought to you by VolleyballMag.com. VolleyballMag.com is your daily digital news source for all things volleyball, from NCAA women and men to beach volleyball on all levels to international and more. VolleyballMag.com, the only media outlet that covers our sport on all fronts every day. This podcast is also brought to you by Marriott Vacation Club Rentals, which offers the best vacation accommodations in the world's best vacation destinations. Wherever you travel, Florida to Fort Lauderdale for the first major in February or to the Outrigger Canoe Club in Hawaii, <laughs> you're up to California. Choose to rest now luxurious guest rooms, suites, or villas for your next getaway. The villas offer all the comforts of home, including a full kitchen, living and dining area, and separate bedrooms. Stay with the Marriott name you know and trust. Book big spaces and great places today 
visit www.mvcrentals.com. Um, so as you mentioned, you guys had a really good year on the AVP last year. You made four finals. So I guess what is your barometer for a successful season moving forward? Is it like now, like what point do you have to win one to look at it and say it's been a, a good year? Uh, I mean, the goal last year was to obviously win not, you know, just one, but a couple. Uh, got close and obviously all four of them. Uh, I How won. many did you play in? Four? Seven of eight. Oh, you played seven of eight. And then okay. we were in four finals of those seven. Pretty good percentage. Uh, and three of them were really close ones, all in three. Um, so, I mean, going into this year, you know, same thing as last year. Um, uh, I mean, I picture myself every tournament, you know, in Sunday, no matter what. Um, and then obviously winning a few AVPs at least. Again, you know, the, my goals haven't changed too much. Um, just knowing I know if as long as, you know, me and as long as Rosie can stay healthy, um, that we, we, we won't have a problem. And we were one of the few teams or I guess, you know, half half of the top teams that stayed together and didn't switch up. There was a couple of partner changes. So having a whole year now under our belt um, definitely gives us the upper hand, I feel. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, it's going to be it's gonna be fun, interesting, with a couple of those new partner changes. And to be honest, uh, you know, there's only <laughs> there's only one team on my radar. Uh, it's, it's Phil and Nick. I don't I don't really care about anybody else. Yeah, uh, I don't think I think we're better than everybody else. Uh, to be honest, uh, <laughs> Phil and Nick are yeah, they're the only guys on my radar. At least I don't know about Rosie, but. I just want to play them, beat them. You haven't beat Phil since um, you and uh, <laughs> you and Steve Vanderwerp uh, took him down, right? Oh yeah, me and Steve <laughs> took down Rosie and Phil in 2013, Huntington Beach. Rosie's back was like. Fully yeah, Rosie's broken. you know making excuses that his back was hurting, <laughs> but you know Phil. Steve was just slicing and dicing. Oh, slicing Phil and up. dicing, and I took I took a ball or hit a ball right off Phil's dome and shattered his glasses <laughs> too. Uh, yeah, that was that was fun. Good day good. for those guys. Yeah, after that, then Phil's kind of <laughs> got the better better of me. You, you almost had him in Manhattan. I mean, that was yeah. one of the best matches of the year. Yeah, it was what twenty four, twenty two, something along 24, the same lines. Twenty five, twenty three, and then twenty one, eighteen, them, them, and then uh, I think it was fifteen, eleven in the third. Yeah, I mean, that's how much better can you really play against Phil and Nick? Because you guys sided out. Yeah, basically every ball. I mean, you look at when you go back and watch it. I mean, have you watched it actually? I have. Yeah, like, a couple what times. It, like, did you, when you looked at it, were you just thinking, well, what else could we could have possibly done? Yeah, I'm, that was definitely one of our better matches we played um, all year. But it was also, um, I think, the best match that Phil played all year. This he steps single up handedly for, for those best match, I think, compared to his other finals. Um, he hit way more balls onto that match than he normally does. Um, I don't know. I mean, yeah, it's it's pretty it's like I said, he's the he's he's the best player in the world and they're, you know, I think the best team in the world right now or one of them. So taking them down is doing that will be uh you know, almost like doing taking them down in a final would you know be even better than just winning an A V P. Yeah. Top top three in the world, I'll give you. Top three. Yeah. I would I would put him number one. Like if I see Phil and Nick in a tournament, 
I definitely expect him to win. I mean, even if Evandro and Andre are in it, even if who, the who Russians are in it. Oh, Alisson and Bruno would be. Alisson uh, and Bruno. Yeah. It, Nick and Phil, Alisson and Bruno. Evandro. I would throw um, yeah, Evandro and whatever. I like that. He, I like that Russian. Hot. I think that Russian defender is one of the best players in the world. Yeah, but his really blocker is. They're streaky. Pretty the blocker's getting better by the minute. Better. Uh, yeah. Um Diamond. But also Poland, who's very streaky. Like as we saw in he- the Hague, this past week, they kind of just melted down in the finals, which is what they've done against me a lot on the world tour. I think, I think I'm three and zero against them on the world tour, and every time it's been like we're battling, and then they freak out and just. Basically, that, look Poland? like they give up. It's kind of a Polish thing. I feel like yeah. their old, their other number one team used to do that too. Prudel, Prudel, they Fifi, yeah, and, and <laughs> Ponytail, and yeah. that's what he used to call them. But um, yeah, anyway, there, there's a few teams that, when you look at a, a world tour tournament, you're like, these are the teams that are most likely have the best odds of winning, yeah. and it's like Alisson and Bruno, and, then that, and, Nick, and, then that and that's those are the top two. I yeah. think. And then now you got, you know, Lavia's second team winning the yeah. league. Like well, you never nowhere. know. That's yeah. the thing. Like, There's so many good teams out there. It's not like um, everyone's way behind them. It's yeah, just I mean, like, even like the Dutchies, both teams can really beat most teams in the world. Yeah. Italy, I mean, obviously, Nikolai Lupo, silver at the Olympics. Nikolai yeah. is is in that Phil Ellison category. He's top, I'd say top three blockers in He's he, it's those three in terms of blocking. Lupo, I think it, his partner is uh, inconsistent, so that's why they don't do as well. I think, but he just looks so cool. Nikolai's when he plays, a you joke. just have to take notice. Yeah, his, his hat. <laughs> he wants it barely on his head <laughs> so that GQ. when he hits a cut shot, it falls off and he can still catch it. Yeah. Anyway, he's got it. He's got a game made that? for Instagram. <laughs> Trev, do you think that um, for you and Rosie specifically the um, playing on the world tour uh, with that ball and that style of play affects you guys? Because it seems like when I see you guys play, you're super comfortable with the AVP ball on home soil. Yeah. Like, it seems like a little different vibe. Yeah, I'd, for sure. Um, it's it's always easier playing on the home soil. Uh, but some teams will play really, like, if you're a good float server and you play, like, that indoor style, then right. you want to play that FIVB ball and that – I mean, the rules, the hands are quicker, and the ball can spin. Yeah. So for you guys specifically and your skill sets, it's just built more for a AVP. Well, yeah, for sure. And then now with um, the FIB changing a lot of rules and being a lot more lenient on the hand-setting rules, they've even said that, especially now for this year. FIVB is? Uh, sorry, yeah, FIVB. Um, so now, you know, it, it helps out those – bigger blockers with less skill um to get away with you know sets yeah. you know which i don't personally like just because you're taking away you know the skill more skill aspect of the game yeah i hate that um, now you got these leomans these guys coming from indoor yeah. who are now going to be able to transfer their game over e- more easily yeah and there's an extra touch they added the extra touch yeah so it definitely you know helps <laughs> teams with less ball control less skill um, overall skill to, you know, it favors them. That's for sure. The the, the hand setting, and the the four touch rule. The um, people who are really good at the small nuances of the game and who are like, I mean, like us, we like grew up playing this game. So we're, that's a huge advantage for us being good at those small things that these big indoor goons can't do. Yeah. And now they're kind of shifting the 
the rules over to them like oh we want these big euro hitters coming out um to come play on the beach so yeah that sucks for us and they they told you guys at the hague that they're being loose mm-hmm. on the hands right yeah yeah. How did they? How did they like word that? They said, "Well, uh, they didn't. No, they didn't like call a meeting. That like a couple players or I forget who I talked to. Like went up to like the head referee or something and asked them or one of the head FOV guys and asked them. Yeah, we're we're trying not to you know call a lot of sets, which I just don't understand. Like it's it's like one of the main skills skills you know." in volleyball like it's a legit skill where like some people can do it and some people can't and it like separates a lot of us that we can hand set from deep in the court or like off balance yeah and then we have opponents where we can put them in position to where we know they can't hand set so we'll be jump serving balls and crushing them so they have to pass it high and these guys are too scared to put their hands on it yeah that's an advantage we use all the time but now they're just kind of taking that out of the cards for us yeah and we're not 6'10 and jump 40 inches. Yeah. So that <laughs> we're never going to get that one back. Yeah. But yeah. whatever. We'll, we'll, find, we'll find ways. And we the, will. Yeah. And the four touch rule, too, how much did that come into play from, from your two matches and then from whatever else you saw? Um, I saw it happen a lot, actually. Um, our matches, it didn't really happen too much. Um, I, you know, I don't it looked really like it happened a lot. With Kalinsky and Miles, it happened like three straight plays against Reed and oh, Jeremy. Oh, yeah. Because um, I think Reed and Jeremy, you know, they, they hit more more down, I think. Kalinsky uh, did a good job of, uh, you know, just getting his hands up. He's got really long arms and, you know, those big hands, so he can touch a lot of balls. And you just get one little touch on it, and it sends it straight up in the air or high in the air, then you still get three more touches after that. So... I mean, it's a it's a whole new game. That's, that's for a, sure. It's a whole. It's another skill. Exactly. Like mm-hmm. only the good, really skilled players can can touch a ball and set it right away and have their defender come in and hit it. But now yeah. you have these bigger guys who can just put it up high and take their time and get a big approach. Yeah. Looked like it came into play a ton with April and Alex. From I wish I, I wish I would have counted from watching their just two matches that are on YouTube. But it was like you know every four defensive plays for them. Because Alex is so big, yeah, she gets everything. her hands on everything. Yeah. yeah, that's true. Yeah, so then they're just right back in system. My right. question is, do you strategize to use the f- all four touches, or do you still, um, like, if you can, set it up on two, or I guess it would be on three, right? If the count, if the do it the normal way that we've always been doing it, but then give the guy coming in to hit an option to like set it. Right. Right. So instead of like saying, oh, I'm going to use all four touches, you just use, you come in and then you have the option. So I if didn't it's there, see, you use it. If I not, didn't see a single team take it early. From what right. I saw, everyone used the extra touch. I hope yeah. I explained that right. Yeah. So that I understood confusing? what you were saying. Right. Yeah. Everyone, everyone used all four, all four touches. Right, right. From instead what I saw, three. instead of taking it over early right. or just like, I'm thinking the best strategy. And it would be hard to come in to hit and then audible to set, but the game's kind of going in that way where guys are jump setting and all that. I'm thinking when I get back to kind of like train that way because if, if it's open, absolutely take it. Just crush it down their throat early in three hits because a lot of time the defense isn't ready. Yeah. Um, but then if not, then then you have your hitter back and ready to hit. 
Did you have to like keep yourself mindful of the fact that if you got a touch that you could go and set it? You know, it was weird. <laughs> like I thought that that was going to be the case where I would forget. Um, but like, you know, we didn't, I, like I said before, we didn't really have too much uh, training in before the event to practice that really. Um, but then when it happened kind of during the game, um, we both, both me and Rosie, um, both kind of knew. I mean, he has such a good volleyball IQ where, you know, it comes to mind right away. Um, same with me. It, I, like, it was like that split second where I would remember it. And the I think it only happened a few times for us, but I think uh, every time we converted on it with the four touches total. Yeah. Yeah. So you mentioned that Phil and Nick are the American team that you want to beat. I was a little bit surprised that another guy with a crab last name <laughs> wasn't on that list too. You guys, I, that was a, a welcome development, I think, to have a, a real rivalry or it looked like a real rivalry. Because, I mean, you guys were, it was standing room only for a quarterfinal. Right. In, I think, Hermosa, right? Uh, Man that <coughs> Manhattan. Was Manhattan. Was the, well, we played them both in Hermosa quarters and then finals and then Manhattan quarters. Okay. Yeah. Cause, and then, so I saw, I think I was at the quarterfinals in Hermosa and it was kind of crazy to see that, that many people. That was the first people. time we played. Yeah. Right. It was crazy to see that many people in there for a quarterfinal. Right. Which like, not too many people care a whole lot yeah, about yeah. those quarterfinals. Saturday, it was packed. Saturday afternoon, yeah. Yeah, <coughs> so I had a lot of layers too because you had Rosie versus Jake. Yeah, yep. the Rosie's Raiders hometown. Yeah, in Hermosa, that yep. was pretty ideal for AVP yeah, entertainment and purposes. We played like shit that match, and they they smashed us. And then uh, the finals, we played a lot better, and that was a that was a close one. But they got us edged us out by. Yeah, how was it just kind of having that? I mean, I'm sure that all brothers have a rivalry, right? I mean, I have two brothers, and, and I hate losing yeah. to those two more than anyone right. in the world. <laughs> and you guys obviously have a much bigger stage for your rivalry. <laughs> <laughs> so how was that? Uh, it was awesome. I mean, <clears throat> definitely, uh, you know, it fed the adrenaline even more, uh, made it, I think, better for everyone, overall better for everyone. Um, I'm sure for Taylor as well. Um, but, I mean, yeah, it was just... Definitely, you know, something that I kind of expected was going to happen, you know, first time playing each other, you know, everything builds it up. Um, usually in, in those circumstances, uh, I usually play, you know, better with, you know, kind of more, more to prove. And uh, I mean, we both we both played great uh, in all three in all three matches we played against each other. Um, I thought every single match um, a little bit that first match, you know, wasn't wasn't very good but the other two I mean there was the highest level of vo volleyball you know could say throughout the, the year that's for sure from any AVP tournament and how much it, the rivalry so obviously you guys are very competitive but I feel like some of it like it almost had like a WWE vibe where yeah. you were just like talking shit just for <laughs> for the sake of talking shit yeah a little bit <laughs> extra for the little brother uh that's for sure um and Madison, too, when you ran into Madison. Oh, yeah. And Kibben. Yeah, and Ty <laughs> And Loomis. Loomis. Yeah, come on. Yeah. Loomis I mean, runs <laughs> his mouth back to Trevor, so yeah. when those two get together, it's yeah. like... That match went by pretty quickly, though. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Loomis was just That's dancing true. around in the back and made it easy for us. But <laughs> <laughs> um, Yeah, it was it was nice to, to get to play those guys um, right after they, they won the San Fran event. 
It's always nice playing the defending champs and, and beating them. So, <laughs> well, they never. They, it's it's surprising that you found out that they won. No, nothing was ever posted on social media. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. I didn't see any sand throws at all. <laughs> None at all. <laughs> and so you kind of adopted that role of kind of the, the AVPs like villain or just like, I think you created it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you know, cause then it wasn't reserved just for Taylor anymore. You know, now you're kind of barking and back and forth with Maddie right. and Loomis and, and Stafford's the goggle wearing fool. Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, it looked like you were just having fun with it yeah. a lot last year. Yeah, for sure. It's kind of poking. I've always <laughs> enjoyed it. You know, just, uh, that's that shit. I mean, we grew up, like try nose is you know trash talking each other on the baby court all the time yeah like i think we didn't like when i came to the mainland i would go out and we whenever we're playing for fun i would start talking like this like just fully talking trash and trying to get a rise out of everyone i'm playing against and i realized that like a bunch of these cali kids or like kids from the mainland thought i was a complete dick like (laughs) like wow like you're really a mean person i was like no like yeah this is what we do we're we're competing like i'm trying to Break you down I'm not emotionally. I was like, "Wait, what? You're, you can't take it personally." And then I realized, I'm like, "Oh, I guess if they don't realize that it, it's just like a thing we do while we're competing, although it's really not with me and Trevor and some of us, it's all the time. <laughs> but uh, we definitely don't take it personally. Like, it's just how we communicate half the time." Yeah. yeah, and I feel like, especially with you having more of a basketball background too, like basketball, the trash talk oh, is ridiculous. like times a hundred, and that actually does get personal. Yeah, so like anything you said on a volleyball court, like that was like the nicest thing you'll ever oh, hear yeah. on basketball <laughs> yeah, for sure. True. Like you hear Draymond Green out there running oh, yeah. his mouth, it's just it's crazy, and all those guys, all those guys are saying something at some point, even in football, you know. Oh, football, you don't hear it as much can't cause, imagine what's because of the helmets and yeah. they're not mic, you know, you, that close well, to the, the microphone as the, well. The, the network is trying very hard not to pick up what they're saying. Oh yeah, yeah. they want to hear the contacts, yeah. the the pads hitting, and then they want to turn. I the think they're off. the football is probably the worst because they know they can kind of get away with saying whatever because they're gonna the network's kind of gonna they'll edit it out. Edit it out. <laughs> right. In basketball, you're more close to the fans, and right there yeah. you can you you almost get you you can't get away with as much. You'll get teched up. For saying something, I think people have gotten yeah. gotten technicals for saying something because yeah. you're right there next to fans. Uh, meanwhile, football, you, you know, you, half whatever. these guys would be in jail if, yeah. if they yeah, like if you have everything no idea was what caught on mic the, and yeah. like there's piles. Yeah. yeah, and they're just so testosteroneed out and like that's what you do in football is you get yourself absolutely to this place of rage yeah. to yeah. like perform. So that's why I thought it was funny, like with all the people who were who would get like upset. It, you kind of talking trash is like this is like the friendliest banter yeah. for yeah. <laughs> Come on. trash talk I've ever seen. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Some people grew up. I don't know. Everyone kind of grew up in their own little small beach volleyball community, and like I'm just picturing like Kalinsky being from Milwaukee and playing at Bradford Beach, and them just not really running yeah. their mouths <laughs> like we did over at the baby court in Auburger. Yeah. Um, so I could see that being a little bit of a shocker. Not that. Not to. S- spotlight bill i don't although he is like probably the nicest guy you could ever play against (laughs) (laughs) did you uh did you ever try to pick on anybody internationally was there any trash talk over there um or are there any good trash talkers international i'm sure adrian's probably up there adrian yeah actually the the euros are 
are almost worse. Alex like, and Adrian, they they like to uh, you know run their mouths a little bit. Brazilians which, will stare you down. Yeah, the Brazilians and a lot of guys will like do some I don't know, weird stare down <laughs> crap. It's <laughs> it's kind of interesting. Over it's a different aspect over there, and plus you got. You can't really do as much, uh, get away with as much, because then you'll get red card a yeah, lot, Yeah, they're too. super, like, strict they're quick with the red cards? Or, yeah, yeah, yellow, then red. Um, the Swiss, or the, or the, um, the guy, Gabba Thuler, he was, like, the, he's a kind of top guy for the Swiss for a while. I've had two separate matches with him where he got mad at me for being, like, not polite to him. He, one time, he was really pissed at me for not calling my own touch. I'm like, dude, this is we're playing for a living right here. Like, the ref's job is to call the touch. Yeah, I'm not calling my touches. Uh. I'm gonna absolutely sell it <laughs> like I did not. Yeah, Herrera I had to Herrera. go to the net and tell him that. I'm like, no, like I'm absolutely gonna lie to your face right now to get this point. Yeah. I do not care. And he's like, no, you, you know, yeah. go tell the ref. Yeah, <laughs> no, absolutely not. That happened and with me last year against Spain, Herrera Guevara. They were like. I, like, didn't call a touch, and they're, like, got all mad at me. Like, dude, come on. Are you kidding me? I'm not going to call my own touch. That was right in there. Fort Lauderdale, right? Yeah, yeah. Gabba um, Thieler went that to the rest in, like, three hours. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we had the rain delay, and then it's like, the third set was 25-23 or something. And you guys, your, and your first two had been long ones, too, right? Yeah, yeah. First two were long, too. But, yeah, like, I had maybe a small amount of, uh, incidences, uh, getting into it with the other guy. I think Germany one time, but really not that much over overseas. Um, my goal is to try and do a little more of that this <laughs> yeah. year. Um, it's it's be a tough. different vibe out there. Yeah, it's a different vibe, and being not on home soil, it's a little. Um, it's not as easy to do that, and plus with the yellow, the red cards right away with the refs. Plus, we have fans that will talk trash. Like they're like kind of bringing that vibe, right? Yeah, like a exactly. lot of fans and road disease raiders and. They'll be cheering for their team yep. and against the other team. Whereas in Europe, There's not they'll really cheer for their country but yeah. like won't say anything to you. Yeah. Um, Brazil a little bit, though. When you go play out in Brazil, they'll definitely yeah, cheer against you. I haven't been down there yet. Um, We're going to have to get some of your sponsors to ship out to fly Rosie's Raiders. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> out there with some of these big tournaments. Yeah. Urba Mate tea yeah. sponsors. Take yeah. China by storm. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> How was it, though, with Rosie's Raiders? I'm sure that was probably a pretty fun experience. Yeah, that was awesome. And then especially, like, the after party where <laughs> they're just going crazy. More importantly, the after party yeah, was amazing. more importantly. <laughs> the, whole, the whole, actually, the whole party for them was all weekend long, just talking to them throughout the week. Yeah, they had a, uh, they had a hotel room up in uh, the hotel right next to the Hermosa, Hermosa Beach Open. It was looking, like, out over the tournament. Oh, the beach, the beach house. And then right. they put like a, a ship, the front of a ship. Yeah. Around they built their, it they out of cardboard. It. So their balcony looked like the front of a ship with like a pirate flag. <laughs> yeah. And Insane. they were just partying up there like it was a VIP suite the whole weekend. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, it was pretty amazing. All right, we're going to pause right there for a quick word from our sponsors. You're listening to Sandcast, Beach Volleyball with Triborn and Travis Mawerder, presented by Marriott Vacation Club Rentals and brought to you by VolleyballMag.com. VolleyballMag.com is your daily digital news source for all things volleyball, from NCAA women and men to beach volleyball on all levels to international and more. VolleyballMag.com, the only media outlet that covers our sport on all fronts every day. This podcast is also brought to you by Marriott Vacation Club Rentals, which offers the best vacation accommodations in the world's best vacation destinations. Wherever you travel, 
Florida to Fort Lauderdale for the first major in February or to the Outrigger Canoe Club in Hawaii. <laughs> You're up to California. Choose to rest in our luxurious guest room, suites, or villas for your next getaway. The villas offer all the comforts of home, including a full kitchen, living and dining area, and separate bedrooms. Stay with the Marriott name you know and trust. Book big spaces and great places today. Visit www.mvcrentals.com. All right, for our final segment here, we have fan questions. And Trevor, you have set a new record. You're apparently the AVP's most interesting man. Oh, thank so, you. So congratulations. Sorry, Doherty. You. You're out. <laughs> Doherty's out. Yeah. Uh, so for our first fan question, we actually have uh, a live fan question here in studios. This is from LaKayla Bowen, a very big uh, Trevor Crab fan. There's a uh, lot of there's a lot of fans running around this place. Yeah. They're knocking on the windows Weird. and peering in. Yep. <laughs> we let one in. <laughs> well, hey, guys. Good to be here. Um, thanks for letting me in on oh, yeah. this one. Okay, well, my first question, because apparently I have two now. Yes. So <laughs> my first question would be, so I'll use you as an example. So... He watches your film all the time, and he's like, why can't I be him type thing? So he sees you as his idol. So who would you see as your idol? Uh, throwing, Travis, throwing Travis out there oh. throwing on this there. one. <laughs> oh, um, My idol? Uh, what do you have to be playing right now? No. No. Just who do you see as your idol? Uh, you know, I mean, I've always looked up to, obviously, the old, Hawaiian guys um, back in the day. Uh, Mike Lambert, one of them, uh, and Stein Metzger. Stein especially just because he probably has one of the most fiery personal or personalities on the court. You don't see a bigger competitor, I don't think, than, than him. Uh, and I've always considered myself one of the most competitive guys out there. So um, in terms of that, I'd have to go with uh, probably Stein. Um, but I've always looked up to all the other Hawaiian guys, uh, the, the Wongs, uh, Sean Scott. Um, but, yeah, it's probably Stein. Pick the defender out of all of them. Yeah. Nice. Go with the defender. Yeah. Interesting. We have another question? We do. Yes. Let's hear it. <laughs> so, so I was kind of dragged into this question. Um, I'll pay you after. <laughs> 10%. I'll Venmo you. <laughs> um, <laughs> perfect. So why is it? <laughs> that people like try more than you. Well, <laughs> first of all, here's your Venmo. I think we're gonna have to do a Instagram poll on that. Ooh, and that's see a if good that's idea. True. Uh, gonna have to get some At numbers King on Crab. that. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be interested to see who the most popular AVP player is, though. Just in terms, like if you ask the yeah. the fans, what are, what's the most popular? Maybe not like best, because Phil is obviously the best AVP player, but most popular, popular, I think, would be kind of an interesting. Yeah, yeah. Carrie would probably still take the cake at this point. Yeah, but depends. What well, do you go with ask. popular? Do you go with like likable? Does that make popular? Well, it's funny because so Tom Brady and LeBron James are both the most popular. And the most hated, probably. but the most hated. Right. So uh, they, they won. So they won both sides. Yeah. So you're. you're <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what I'm going for. That's smart. You, you know? didn't get the popularity vote from one side. You yeah. go the other way. Which is why. Uh, which is why you set the record for fan questions. Wow. Backdoored everyone. Just hanging out with LeBron and Brady <laughs> <laughs> in the uh, executive you're, lounge. You're picking out the, picking their brains. <laughs> 
So it's funny that you did pick a defender, though, as the guy that you look up to, because Donnie B, for our first fan, well, our first non-live fan question, asked, have you ever thought about playing defense? Uh, yes, I have, actually, uh, a little bit this past uh, offseason, um, especially last year getting uh, getting some defensive reps behind Rosie because, you know, he can pretty much do everything. Yeah. So I blocked a little bit. Um, but, yeah, I definitely thought about it. Um, you know, just kind of definitely something that I could uh, th see myself doing in the future, but also it comes down to you getting a good blocker, you know. And uh, right now I consider myself one of the better blockers out there. So, you know, you go to defense, you're competing with the good defenders for those few, you know, good blockers. There's kinda. less good blockers than there is good defenders. True. So yeah. all the defenders are out there like, I think Billy and uh, Mayor kind of talked about it when we were podcasting with them last week. Yeah. Uh, so it's scary to make that switch, even if you think you can, right? right. Just by yeah. sheer supply and demand. Exactly. How pissed would they be if two blockers? If two blockers. That's why they don't, they're not ready for the crab born partnership. Everyone's <laughs> going to be upset. <laughs> They'd be in trouble. They're losing out on two blockers. And we'd be running our mouths the <laughs> <Yeah>. whole time. <laughs> And the second question here from Donnie B is, what are your volleyball goals? Um, are they the Olympics? And do you think that if you do make it, it will be as a blocker? And I guess if you you could include split blocking in that, because that's what a lot of teams are doing. Right, right. I mean, you look at a couple Latvia, of Brazilians are doing it. The Latvians are Brazilian, doing it. Yep. I'm surprised that the Polish haven't tried it, because yeah. neither of them are too, too big. Right. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, <clears throat> you see some of the top teams doing it and getting some success with it. Uh, it's definitely something that I could, you know, see myself doing a, a little more split blocking. Um, but yeah, the, my goals for sure is the Olympics and obviously to medal in them, gold medal to be precise. But that's <laughs> <laughs> for everyone's right. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's definitely something I see myself doing, and I can definitely uh, see myself doing it as a blocker and potentially even down the road as a defender. Um, but you know, to be honest, right now I. I couldn't say that I'll be playing defense in, you know, five, six years. Uh, right. It's going to take it, you know, a few years. Just what partner shows exactly. up. Exactly. And then you yeah. play the position. If you gel that you well with to. that guy, then, then it'll happen. What yeah. went into, so when you and Rosie, it seemed sort of random when you guys would choose to split block. What would be the decision-making process to send him up to the net and have you stay back? Um, a big thing was for me, there's a, Basically, just getting having su success at the net that match. If I wasn't getting a lot of touches, then we throw him up every now and then. And that gives me a chance to go after my serve a little more. And I think uh, you know I have a pretty good you know a few different serves that I can utilize when I'm in the back rows, like the short serve, um, jump serve, so you don't you know get as winded running up there every single time. Yeah. So that help that helps a lot when you can have a defender to go up there and take the load off for a few plays and it helps <laughs> with fatigue too yeah. you know in a long tournament say in Hermosa or Manhattan where you're playing a lot more matches especially a lot more in a single day yeah in deep sand right. I'm sure that that probably helped too yeah um but the funny thing is you know getting reps last year as a defender behind Rosie uh all my you know digs and then uh having him set me and then putting away 
you you don't realize how much you know as a defender you can get tired too, right? <laughs> oh, you, know, yeah. just grab, you know, running around and then laying out for a dig, getting up and having to put that ball. Oh, I didn't away. realize defending's hard. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like I thought we I were thought, doing all the work. I thought all the work at the net, <laughs> jumping and blocking, but it's almost like a trade-off. You're you're running more in the backcourt, um, and obviously getting up and then taking an approach is you know just as much, if not more, tiring. Not saying being a defender is more tiring, but just that that motion um, equals to the amount of jumps that the blocker takes. Depends how that game's going, I think. Yeah. Because like half the time, I feel like I'm jump serving, I'm blocking, and I'm getting served. Oh yeah, it depends if like, you're getting right, served or not. Now for sure. it would be nice to go send my partner up to the net. Yeah. But at other times, it's like if you have a small uh, if you have a small blocker, you send your defender up to the net. And now they're shooting all over and making you run around the whole court yeah. and work even harder. Yeah. So we have our next set of fan questions here. This is from AJM, and I think this is probably one that many people are anticipating you answering. What went down between you and Reed Pretty <laughs> with the Manhattan Beach yes. Open? Oh, man. That was a good match, but... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we won. Uh, but we won. If you didn't know, what happened. I, <laughs> then I blacked out after... <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, you mean at showbacks yeah. after, or, or right away? <laughs> Uh, Break it uh, down for us. So we won, or sorry, we're, uh, I think we beat them the first set, 21-18, but <clears throat> somewhere in that first set, um, uh, Reed, I think, uh, oh yeah, I got a block on Reed and uh, kind of turned to the side um, and the Rosie's Raiders were right there and they're <clears throat> starting to cheer and I was starting to pump, pump them up, so I kind of looked at them and kind of gave the hand motion for them to get, you know, louder. And I don't know if Reed maybe thought that I was doing that at him or whatever, but then, you know, he said something uh, to be precise in what he said. <laughs> <laughs> he said, this was right after I blocked him. He said, next time try and do that with your eyes open. <laughs> I was like, well, this isn't what I it's said, but this is what closed. I'm thinking right then. I was like, well... If I open my, I can do it with my eyes closed. Why do I need to do it with my eyes open? But anyways, what I said after, uh, I mean everybody knows it now, so I don't, I don't care about saying it now. But I was like, uh, I was like, so, you know, something along the lines of, uh, go back to indoor. You know, you don't belong out here, uh, and that I guess <laughs> pissed them off a little bit. Um, and then since uh, after that happened, you know, I had a few more blocks on him throughout the match and couple stare downs nothing major and then guess he didn't like that either <laughs> and right after <laughs> right after the match I went to hug Rosie oh so the funny another funny thing is I I ended on a stuff block the match on him and gave a little stare down turned around went back to Rosie gave him a hug and all of a sudden I turned around to go shake their hands and before I even turn around, Reed's right in my face, <laughs> just all pissed off about, you know, me being a poor sport or whatever. Uh, and I was just like, whatever, man, you lost. Get the hell out of here. Um, and uh, then he said, like, yeah, well, I'm a better sport than you. And I was like, well, congratulations. You lost. And then, <laughs> uh, what more do you want? Like, uh I think he's the poor sport. He didn't shake my hand after the match, right? <laughs> so there you go. Um, and that was, that, was, that was it. Yeah. It's fun to see these kind of things, you know, bringing a little yeah. – we, we need a little drama in our, 
in our beach volleyball no, we world. we do. I mean, and I think I and the Hawaiians Jake, are bringing it. I by talked the way. to Jake Gibb <laughs> after, and he said, I think he summed it up perfectly. He said that everybody doesn't have to like everybody. Yeah. And because we play a sport where people are so sort of close. scared to burn bridges because, like, you know, say you and you and Reed, we're going to partner up one day. I think that bridge is probably pretty toasted. Yeah, I mean, uh, <laughs> and, and, and you're like and in the players' tent, and yeah, you're traveling with always them. Always so close to each other, right. unlike any other sport. You know, you're not hanging around with your competition in between matches, really. Yeah, we literally travel, like, around the world with the top four teams. Yeah. So we're like, you don't want to be on an 18-hour flight with a guy you absolutely hate. Yeah. And right. then you go eat dinner with them yeah. because you have to. <laughs> you eat in the same places and, I don't know. And maybe I, I think, too, you know, because you give Stafford, you know, a lot. You, you poke him a lot. You know, Those script, Midwest like, guys are just easy <laughs> to pick on. <laughs> <laughs> But, like, I mean, you guys were sitting there watching the matches together, and, like, you chide him about him fine economy or yeah. <laughs> whatever. He's back in the economy. Stafford can <laughs> hold his own, though. Yeah. He, yeah, like, you guys are fine. Yeah, it's yeah. Just, yeah. We're, we're, yeah. That's <laughs> what I, you know, I like about him. You know, he he takes it and fires it back, and, you know, that's what, you know, makes makes it all fun in games. And uh, When it's one-sided, then it's like, oh, like – you're gonna make me sound like a dick then if you don't if you don't fire yeah. back at me right if you don't right? fire back or if you take it too personal then it's, it's yeah yeah and I, and you I could think look now it it's just way. part of the fun because now whenever you play Loomis it's like almost like a must see match because you know there's gonna be a little bit more than volleyball going right. into yeah. it whenever you play Taylor obviously the, the attendance shows it's a must see match and now whenever you play Reed I think people probably are pretty excited to see it yeah so I mean you just by kind of talking a little bit of crap has has made the interest like tenfold in a lot of your matches. Yeah. Well, and it, I think it, it helps some people play better and some people play worse when they're talking. Yeah. So like Trevor obviously thinks he plays better. He can like talk and like get himself going at the same time. Whereas other people, I actually quiet myself down when I play. I just get in my zone and just filter stuff out. Unless we're playing Trevor, then I have to throw in a few comments here and there. But And for me, playing against someone that's talking versus playing against someone that's not talking. I won't give out my secret, but one is I like doing better than <laughs> the other. It helps me play better. Yeah. Right. If they're either talking or not talking, I won't say which one, but yeah. <laughs> Leaving that a mystery. See if they can figure that <laughs> See out. See if they can figure that out. <laughs> and now, do you ever listen to the net live? Uh, I've listened to a little bit of one episode. Okay, because there was one, and this is sort of a, a follow-up, because they were asking if you had any response to Kevin Barnett's criticism of you on the Net Live. I don't know if you've heard any of that. I did. That was the little part the that little I part heard. That yeah, that one episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think I showed try right after. <laughs> so, and so we have, actually, someone was nice enough to transcribe it. Oh, nice. Um, so I'll kind of reiterate, so the listeners, if they didn't get it, um, kind of have an idea of what we're talking about. Kevin Barnett's the indoor announcer, by the way. Right. And yeah, he, he I, had did a no, couple I had streams. no idea who he was. So. Yeah, so he's an indoor guy on the net live with uh, Jeremy Ruchet. Um, he did a couple live streams with you, I think, last yeah, year. Yeah, he did like two or yeah. three. So he said, uh, Trevor Crabb has been in seven, seven tour finals. Congratulations on a good start to your career. He's won zero of those finals, has yet to win a tournament. That's not unusual for some players. He said, Trevor, shut your mouth. I like the characters. Uh, I like the talk. I like the WWE aspect. We've talked about how that's been missing, that we need a black hat. But listen, have a little perspective. You're not qualified to carry the man's bag. And by the man, that's Reed Pretty. Yeah. He says, all right, fool. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead and T. Uh, God, who was that? Not T-Pain, but Mr. Mr. T? Mr. T. Oh, Is that his name? 
I don't know. Mr. Two's the like the I pity the fool guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's that reminded me of. He said it continues. He's been on the national team since 1999. He's got a gold medal, a bronze medal, multiple championships overseas. He just finished third in the Manhattan Beach Open. Thanks to you. After playing beach full time for oh nine months, take it easy, bro. Take it easy. And they were wondering if you had any response or if like <sighs> you just kind of laughed it off. I yeah, I laughed it off, and uh, it was just I, it was enter- for me. It was entertainment. Like after it happened, I showed try. We had a laugh about it. Yeah, we. Um, I f- just feel like we take it so differently. Like I literally look at Reed like so much respect for what he's done, and like, dude. He's one of the best professionals in our sport, and I'll even, like, take advice from the guy. He, I'm not so convinced that he's crazy that he's going to go to the Olympics. Like, he's kind of made me believe that he has a shot to do that. But this is a different sport, first of all. It's a sport that guys like Trevor and I grew up playing, like, and we've proven ourselves already at this professional level. I think it's okay for us to have this perspective of, like, you're kind of a rookie out here. No matter what your resume was in this right. other sport, we've played this other sport as well. Didn't go to the same level in that sport, but we've done a decent amount in this sport, and you're new to our sport. So let's at least acknowledge that, and it's not, like, disrespectful from our point of view. Yeah. But, I mean, I guess it comes off that way. Or people, <laughs> I mean, I, you can't use your recognition that you got indoors to come out to the yeah, beach. you, you got to come out neutral. This is what I've done on the beach. This is who I am out here, and then you work your way up from there. But I don't know. I he's the, he's the rookie, and he should be carrying our bags. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Quote that back to Net Live. Yeah. <laughs> At Net Live, <laughs> it's it's blown out of proportion. I think you can't. They can't get salty about. Yeah, that. I mean we've talked about it a little bit. I just think it, the sport is so oversensitive. Like if you look at all the crap that's talked, like you said in the NFL and NBA, like this is nothing. Right. You know. Um, so that's my thoughts. It's good for us. Great, yeah. Great podcast. Super yep. interesting. Yeah. <laughs> now we have this question from Tams. I'm pretty interested. So if Jake and Rosie were to retire, which realistically speaking won't be like too crazy far in the future, would you right. consider partnering up with Taylor again? <laughs> good <Ooh>. question. <laughs> I want to hear this one. Uh, I would. Yeah. We had talked about it a little bit. Um, not too long ago, but it's definitely something that's a possibility in the future. Um, definitely, we would each have to kind of work on some things, um, not just on the <laughs> court, but off the <laughs> court a little bit. But I mean, like I said, like when we were when we were playing together, that first we've only had a year and a half under uh, our belts together, and our we were straight up pretty much just going. Our uh, career was kind of skyrocketing right there, um, not even reaching our peak. Until you ran into Born and Hyden. Until we ran into Born and Hyden, and they ended it. <laughs> you guys, some the other last things time, ended though. it actually. <laughs> yeah. 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 But uh, I mean, yeah, for sure, he's the one of the best defenders, if not the best defender uh, right now in the U.S. And uh, it's always. You know, having a good defender like that back there, it makes it easy. And uh, yeah, we we had uh, we had our our run, and then now we're we're uh, separated and doing our own thing. And we'll kind of we'll see what happens in the future. Like Phil and Nick, yeah, come back later on. Yeah, yeah. never know. Will uh, Will Old Man Crabby be the head coach of that team? <laughs> your, your guy's dad, who, uh, by the way, Crab Dynasty. is I'm pretty sure he's the best 
70 plus year old volleyball player for in the sure. world, right? Didn't yeah. he win the world championships for old men? He won the 70 and under with Wayno. 75 and under world champs. Yeah. They they're the best. <laughs> they get um, a wild card into players the in the Olympics world. into 2020. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like it's like a no jump tournament. <laughs> yeah. And your dad is the best at no jump yeah. shots for old men cuz he can't jump. He can't so. jump, so he's Which, speaking it's of that, too. by the way, Mesco is organizing a no jump tournament yeah. at the end of January and Came and Theo are signed up to play. Whoa. If anybody's trying to jump in and take Well, that's an automatic win against those guys, <laughs> I have to say. <laughs> Interesting. That'll be, yeah. No All jump. right. Let's see what your next uh, fan question will be. This is from Hustle Slowly. Uh, do So do the refs try to keep trash talk at a minimum? Like on the AVP. So we've already kind of discussed in the FIVB, they're sort of quick to hand out a card. Right. AVP-wise, do they give you a little bit of leeway? As far as that's concerned? Oh, for sure, yeah. Um, I've Personally, I've never been carded on the AVP, and I've talked probably most trash out there. And, I've, you know, the refs tell you to kind of cool it every now and then. Um, but, yeah, they, they let you get away with a lot of stuff. As long as you're not really saying much profanity, uh, you can pretty much do whatever you want. Like uh, scream through the net kind of... They sometimes kind of get you for that or tell you to calm down on that, but I've gotten away with a lot of it, way more. Yeah, the FIB is a totally different story when it comes to that. They'll get carded pretty quickly. Um, but, yeah, I'd, I mean, that, that's what I love about the sport, uh, especially the AVP. I mean, how they give you a lot of leeway on that makes it more entertaining, especially for the fans. Right. And this one is sort of along the same lines here is from guest two. What players are most affected? By your trash talk, um, so I think it seems. I mean, it seems like Reed would probably be one, but I don't know. Yeah, I don't know Reed, if that affected his play at all, or just kind of his demeanor towards. Yeah, you. I don't know, um, but probably. I mean, Loomis, maybe. Yeah, it looked like Loomis and Madison. You guys, we were in there. Pretty, yeah, we handled good. them pretty easily. Yeah, we were, we were on them pretty quick, and then, uh, <clears throat> you know, but it, yeah, I mean. Madison and uh, Ty kind of fired back, and then that was just like once they did that, they kind of went downhill in that match. Um, so keep doing that, Ty, if you're listening. <laughs> 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 yeah, it's fun, though. That's good. Yeah, and then we'll, uh, we'll do one more. Um, this is also from Guest Steel. Pretty good question. Do you think the AVP should do more to promote it's individual players, and I guess you included. Uh, for sure, yes. Um, and I think uh, in the past year or so, you know, I think they need to do a better job of not just promoting players, but maybe promoting more of, like, the, the highlighted, like, kind of mainstream guys or, like, the certain match, like, if I was to play my brother – uh, again, and they they should promote more of those matches. I think hype it more, up a little bit more. Um, yeah. Also, um, there's no there's they haven't created value in their like awards. You know, like if you're playing an NBA game and you're watching the Defensive Player of the Year or, or MVP of the league, like you hear about it a lot, right? And like everybody there and everybody on TV knows about it. 
I could be the a- the MVP of the AVP, and I feel like half the fans wouldn't know. For yeah. like going to two tournaments in a row. Yeah, the award. Or best blocker or something. Like you should know when the best blocker is playing. Yeah. And it should be like everyone. The best blocker is now blocking out on this court if you want to go see it. Yeah. But that's not promoted like that at all. I think we should have pictures of the people who won the awards the year before up on the side of the stadium just to like yeah. remind everyone. Yeah. And even have like a something on your jersey that you get to wear if you're leading the tournament in blocks, like cycling. There's my idea. Oh, there you go. Like that. You guys can have that idea for free. I have a lot more, <laughs> but you have to pay for them. Yeah. <laughs> the the checkered uh, armband, like in cycling, you're like the you're the best climber. You're leading in the climbing category or whatever. So right. you get the checkered armband, yellow jerseys in the lead. Try secretly been studying up on cycling. I actually <laughs> have a I actually have a tour that's coming out. <laughs> I'm starting <laughs> a fourth tour. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, my dad made me. My, I grew up watching my dad, or uh, my dad was watching like the Tour de France every week. So oh, that's true. Cause they were all that. super into try. Yeah, exactly. Athlons. Anyway, it's way off topic. <laughs> <laughs> I way insert myself topic. there in Trevor's question. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, what was the question? <laughs> my bad. It was about the AVP yeah. promoting its players. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, one thing that I would definitely like to see is. So, like, last year with the NBA, I'll use this as an example, with Russell Westbrook getting a triple-double every other night, but James Harden playing out of his mind and LeBron James being LeBron is that, you know, the second half of the season was so much about the MVP race. Mm-hmm. And we don't get, like, any of that. Obviously, Phil is a runaway pretty much every year, but a lot of the other awards, like, Reed and Eric Zahn were basically neck-and-neck neck for Rookie of the Year last year, yeah. and no one really – that wasn't hyped up really at all. Yeah, and I'd like to see him do more of that. I think they just need to do more stats too, like um, (laughs) more accurate stats, more accurate stats, (laughs) and just more stats like overall show like the to the public the tournament that whole tournament um, leaders you know or the past like if we go to Austin this year show last year's Austin stats and to everybody kind of see who plays better where and stuff like that. Um, It's a good idea. Yeah. Um, you can have that one for free too. <laughs> <Dude>. <laughs> we got some great we ideas so brewing here. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, the first start to that would be accurate stats. Yes, because they're so accurate. they do have some stats now, but they're so bad. Like Billy was beating Stafford in blocks for like half the tournaments, and I've never seen Billy at the yeah. Net. <laughs> there's a few until San Fran. There's a few errors in there that. Yeah, I need to get fixed and stuff like that throughout the tournaments. Because really, you can do a lot of things with accurate stats, too, like fantasy beach volleyball. Why not? Yeah. Like you could throw that out there. I'm not sure how many statisticians they have work in the events. Yeah. And I met the main guy. Um, I don't know how many are, are there doing it. I don't know if it's just him, but it's, yeah, it's definitely something that needs to improve, I think, um, especially just for the, not just for the players, but for the fans, too. Right. I think you got to, and by promoting the players more, you're making the players invest more into your tour because you're giving us more value, which lets us go get sponsorship money rather than them just kind of staying closed off to just thinking about their business and how that can grow. Like, they can get a lot of value from making us be able to make a better living in this sport, you know? Right. Thinking in terms of that way. It's like rocks can be like, we have the you know, the highest side out percentage player mm-hmm. on tour. And right. I think like that adds so much credibility right. just to your name and to Rox's too, which exactly. speaking of rocks, by the way, you have your own board short line, which oh, is yeah. awesome. Tragic. How did, how <laughs> did you design those? 
I did. I designed, for the most part, I designed them. Um, we did four shorts last year, and we got four more coming out this year. Um, I'm not to pay you to get a Maryland crab design. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm pr- yeah, that's one of the best things about working with rocks is how they let me design my own board shorts, which is almost, it's like kind of been a dream of mine, you know, growing up uh, back in the, you know, back in our It's like a days. basketball player having his own basketball shoes. Yeah. Um, you know, I've always wanted, like back when I was playing as a kid, I was like, can't, can't imagine to be like sponsoring, get like, board shorts to myself you know and then now i'm not only getting them but being able to create them and what i want on them and it's pretty cool um, and have way too many of them <laughs> <laughs> just stacking up board uh, shorts wearing new ones every practice yeah it's not a bad problem to have it's no. a good problem uh, <laughs> yeah oh well, that'll wrap it up for fan questions now do you have anything else uh that you want to discuss anything you wish uh, we would have asked you you got a new sponsor here you can give them a shout out if I you do. want yeah it's shack organic it's a uh, yerba mate um all organic uh it's a great healthy drink if you're uh, looking for that little uh caffeine boost um so yeah give them a uh check them out they're in most stores now so uh yeah pretty stoked on that um uh, yeah you hit all the California buzzwords, healthy, organic, yep. energy boost. Exactly. <laughs> Big Perfect three. For the SoCal living. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, thanks for, for coming on it on such short notice after the Hague, too. We appreciate you coming on uh, with the jet lag and during the uh, the college football national title game, which we're about Just 30 minutes in. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. A couple minutes into it. Let's check that one out. Yeah. Yeah. So appreciate another Hawaiian podcast here. You gotta, it been fun? you gotta bust out your pigeon, Travis. That's true. I'm gonna have to. So uh, we'll catch <laughs> you guys. Oh, maybe next I'm gonna have to. Oh, maybe next. Oh, I'll have to study up. On maybe that tonight one. when I get home. And <laughs> I taught you a few words, but all right, we'll yeah. save it. So we'll uh, we'll catch you guys next week on uh, Sandcast. Shoots. Yeah. There you go. <laughs>